God. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for healing and deliverance. Thank you, Father God, for your outstretched hand. Thank you for your many tender mercies. Praise you, Heavenly Father. We magnify you. We glorify you now. We give you praise and glory as we come into your presence worshiping you. As we come into your presence magnifying you. As we come into your presence lifting you up. Giving you the praise and the glory and the honor. We thank you today. We praise you today for another day of life. Another day of strength. We praise you and magnify you, Lord God. Oh, my God. Our God. You are so worthy of our praise. You're worthy of the fruit of our lips. You're worthy of the clapping of our hands. You're worthy of the lifting of our hands. We praise you now, Lord God. We prostrate our hearts before you. And unto you we give you honor. We give praise and we give reverence unto you. We acknowledge you now as our Lord, our God, our maker. You are our creator. Mighty God, we thank you. We praise you now. We acknowledge you. You are our all in all. You are our life, our life giver. We thank you that we are in you, Lord Jesus, even in you, baptized into you by the Holy Spirit. We thank you now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our Lord Jesus. We thank you for giving us your son, our propitiation, our matchless lamb, all the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth for us, for our redemption, for our healing, for our prosperity. We thank you now. You have opened the eyes of our understanding and you have caused us to see and to know where we are in you and who we are in you. We are your sons and daughters. According to the word of God, we are the children of the most high God. You have made us to be so through the adoption, the adoption that you have given unto us. You grafted us into the vine. When we did not know you, when we did not regard you, you came after us, a people that did not know you. You ran after us and you brought us unto yourself. And you have adopted us and made us to be a part of your royal priesthood, a holy nation. We thank you today. We thank you. What a privilege we have been given. Oh, what a privilege we have been given. One that cannot be measured monetarily. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the gift of eternal life. We thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. You've decided to come and live within us. You desire not to live in a tabernacle, in a sanctuary made with hands, but your desire is to live within us, and we glorify you. Heavenly Father, we magnify you. We thank you for our Lord and our Savior. Lord Jesus, you are our Lord. We have made you Lord. We've chosen to believe on you and to receive salvation. We've chosen to be the children of God through your sacrifice, through the giving of your life, through the breaking of your body, through the shedding of your blood, which remitted our sins once and for all. We thank you that, Lord Jesus, you are now, according to the word, seated in heavenly places, and we are baptized into your body by your Holy Spirit. What a privilege. Uh, what a great privilege. Uh, all great grace and mercy truly is upon us and upon all mankind. This is the gift that you have given because of your love. You so loved the world that you gave your only begotten son that he may be the propitiation for our sins, for our salvation, for our liberty, for our healing, for our deliverance. And we are healed, we are delivered, we are set free, we are transformed. We thank you now. We thank you because we realize 
that through the study of your word, you have given us to know who we are and what has been given unto us through your love and your grace and your mercies. We praise you now. Our prayer today is that you will open the eyes of our understanding even today to the things that you have given unto us, that we may know of your blessings, uh, that we may come to know even more of you, that as we walk in you, that we will discover you as we as you open up the eyes of our understanding and we yield ourselves uh, to the revelation of your Holy Spirit. You constantly give us to know what you have done for us and where you have brought us to. And we thank you. We praise you. Continue to, even today to open our eyes and we receive by faith your blessings allotted to us this day. We thank you now. We praise you for this privilege, this opportunity to be in your house, to hear your word, to hear your word, to worship you, to praise you. Ah, Maria Hashi. Yes, Lord God. And we say yes to your will. Take the time out to deliberately come into your house during these day services to magnify you. It's not by accident, but we have purpose within our hearts to be here, to come before you and come into your house and come into your presence. We could have stayed home. We decided to come because your house is a house of prayer. We thank you that you have blessed us to be able to come in. And now we pray, pray for our listening audience and we pray for those that are present here today. Our prayer is that you will bless us, that you will increase us, that you will enlarge us in our spirit. Eyes of our understanding being opened. You will enlarge us the more. Cause us to grow up in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Even in you, Lord Jesus, do we desire to grow. Grow up in you. Until we are made, Heavenly Father. Till we have come to be the image of your dear Son. This is your purpose for our lives. This is your plan for our lives. That he would be the firstborn of many, above, among many, many, um, the firstborn above, above, among many. And we thank you. We thank you now. We thank you now. We praise you now. As you grow us up, as you strengthen us, as you enlighten us, we praise you. We yield ourselves to your spirit. We yield ourselves to your word, your preached word that shall come forth today. Our prayer is that you will word the lips of clay, this woman of God, as she comes forth. Yes, oh, God, we thank you. We you thank you for this prophetess, yes, Wildeth Michelle. Yes, we thank you, Lord God. Yes, we thank you, Father God, for this yes, woman of God. And even as she go forth in your word, yes, Lord. and Lord God, as she delivers unto your people everything that you have given unto us everything. to say to us, to enlighten us, to encourage us, to stir us up, to motivate us, your anointing being upon her, that every yoke will be broken, every yoke will be broken, and Lord God, it will be all that you have called us to be. We thank you, Father God, as we yield the floor to this woman of God, as we receive now the word of God from prophetess Wildeth Michelle, let's receive her. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. It is so great to be in the house of God. Amen. 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 Yes. We thank God. We thank God for our health. Um, we thank God for everything He has done for us. Amen. Um, he's an awesome God. Yes, He is. We thank Him and we bless Him. Yes, um, Lord God. We love you, Apostle. Thank you. We thank love you. you. Thank you. I received that love. Amen. Um, as, okay. Um, the Lord came to speak to me a few days ago about this um, situation. And the Lord let me know that this ministry was birthed and was built on the word of God. Amen. Um, this morning the Lord told me, um, give them the scriptures. Don't yes. give them one, give them the scriptures. Yes. This ministry yes. was built 
was the word. birthed on the word of God. Amen. The Amen. word of God spent many days, many Amen. hours eating that word. Amen. Eating Amen. and chewing it. Amen. 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 So I'm going to give you guys all the scriptures. Are you guys ready to write it down? Yes. Okay. Yes. They're not in a particular order. But... Obey God. Amen. Obey. Yes. I'm also going to need Prophetess um, help on reading. Also, Prophetess read. Let me read. Mm -hmm. I have yes. a few scriptures. Not too many. The first scripture will be in St. John's 832. that 
every imagination of the thoughts of the heart was only evil continually. is deceitful above all and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Okay, the next scripture John 11. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Okay, and the last scripture will be 1 Timothy 6, 3 and 5. teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which is according to godliness he is proud knowing nothing but dotting about questions and strife of words whereof cometh envy strife railing, evil submissives, perverse disputing of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. From such withdraw thyself. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us therewith, let us be therewith content. But they which will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and unto many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. Amen, amen. Amen. Um, amen. As we know, we live. We are living in a time in a dark, dark hour. We guys agree amen. that things are happening so quick and so fast. And now the days and the hours are going quickly. Have you guys noticed that the amen. time is just, yes. it just, yes, it just moving quickly. Amen. Days are short. The, yeah, days are short. Amen. So the Lord was speaking to me about this, concerning this. He says, let God be true and every man be a liar. Yes. As we know now today in the land that there's so many religions in this world. There's so many religions. There's um, Jehovah Witness, for example. There's the Buddhist. Uh, you know, there's many of those. But the Lord was ministering to me that how these doctrines, they were built on a man tradition. They were built mm -hmm. on teachings. Yeah. And most, all of these religions, they borrow from the word of the God. Yeah. What they do is that they take some word of the God and they twist it around and they mislead people. Uh-huh. And these doctrines are very dangerous. This, these doctrines can mis mislead people to dark, dark, dark hours and dark places. Mm -hmm. The Lord administered to me to tell somebody, to deliver somebody, that even though these um, 
doctrines are out there, but there's also they are false. There's no truth on those. Yes. There's men that said that they have encountered with a spirit that told them that um, how to get to heaven, or they uh, they came across a spirit that told them how to write their own Bible. Mm-hmm. As we know, the Jehovah Witness, um, Charles um, um, Hayes, um, Russell's, how he wrote his own Bible um, and the Jehovah Witness, um, how they put their own words and everything and they, they just mm-hmm. put their own words. But the Lord saying that there's no truth on those. Uh-huh. The Lord says that he is the truth in the scripture that we just read. He is the truth. He is the way. Uh-huh. Anything that any man that says that there are this than him, that they are not the truth. Yes. He is the way. He is the eternal God. Through his through Jesus, we can eternal life. Amen. 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 And we have all these system belief, you know, how to do things and how men should be and how should go. But the thing with these teachings also they are dangerous because that they don't require a man to get their heart changed. It, don't, it doesn't require a man to have uh, a, a truly repentance, the Lord says. Mm-hmm. They don't truly repent. Amen. Just like the Pharisees and Sadducees, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. from the Bible, that they were practicing the law, but really truly, they didn't have a heart of repentance. Yes. And they didn't have, uh, they didn't receive anything from God they didn't, Jesus was right there in front of them, but they couldn't even see him because like their heart yeah. was hardened. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a repentant heart. Mm-hmm. Their heart is not changed. So it's the same way with these teachings. It lead people just live a certain lifestyle that tell them, okay, it's okay to live that lifestyle. Uh-huh. We're gonna sin, it's okay, but they don't, they never have a change of heart or a change of repentance. Uh-huh. So these people really live into this lifestyle and then it's, they just, like I said, it just take them to where God don't want them to go. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Amen. And the thing that set Christian apart um, beside all of these Buddhism, Muslim, and all that stuff is the fact that the Christianity is a hard thing. Mm-hmm. It's a hard thing. It's not just a religious thing. Mm-hmm. For example, if you take Buddha out of Buddhism, you still have a religion built on a particular practices. Mm-hmm. You still have a guideline to follow. Uh-huh. But if you take Christ out of Christianity, mm-hmm. you no longer have nothing. The reason why Christianity was built on a man's lifestyle, it was Jesus' lifestyle. Yes, yes. He came to live in a life that we couldn't live on our own. Yes. He came and died a death that we couldn't die on our own. Yes. Because we have fallen short of the glory of God. Yes. We became enemies of God. We became, we became enemies of God. Enemies of God because of sin and rebellious. Mm-hmm. God sent his son Jesus who yes. knew no sin, the Bible says. He became sin on our behalf yes. to die for us. Yes. He became exactly what God hates. Uh-huh. It was built on his lifestyle. Yes. From the Old and the New Testament, the full coming of Jesus here on earth, what he did, how he did it, died and he rose. Mm-hmm. Jesus is calling all men to turn away from the things that had separated them from God. Yes. His sin. Yes. To trust on him. Who is able to save us from our sin? Mm-hmm. Christianity is, like I said, is not a religion, but yes. God is calling us to have a heart change. Yes. He is calling us a lifestyle only He, by His grace, can grant us, yes. which is salvation. Mm-hmm. The Lord is calling us to come out of these religion. He says, "The hour is the time is for us to wake up." Yes. The Bible said that Jesus cried over Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Because of their ignorance. Yeah. The Lord says he doesn't want his children to be under ignorance. He wants us to come to the light and come to the truth, the Lord says. Yes, yes. The yes. Lord says he wants to deliver his children. My God. The 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 this oh my god, I love uh the book of Acts. When I read the book of Acts in the beginning, I was excited, I was like, Oh my god, we'll go you know about the Holy Ghost and 
Throughout the end of the book of Acts, I cried many tears for Apostle Paul. Yeah. Apostle Paul, um, he says a lot of things. He says when he was, when he, when he, before he reached Rome and the people were persecuting him. And he says, the reason why I'm here, here is because of my hope yes. on the resurrection of the dead. Mm -hmm. And this breaks my heart. I cry, I cry, I mean, because he touched me. He was one of my heroes of the Bible. I just cried and cried, like he says. This speak, um, preaching the gospel is not for the wimp. <laughs> All right. It's not for the wimp. Amen. This gospel is for people who are willing to be a sacrifice. Yes. They sacrifice until they sacrifice their life. Yes. They even want to die for Jesus. They sacrifice themselves for somebody else, else to live. They want to die. Yes. Shut death. So somebody or the whole world can be saved through Jesus. Yes. Amen. Amen. And we always pray that, oh God, give me, give me, give me, give me revelation of the Bible. Give me revelation. But we don't know what we're praying for. Yes. Even the Bible said that Paul, the Lord, the Lord has given him a revelation of the resurrection of the dead. But he had to suffer. Yes. He suffered for this revelation. So we yes. always pray to God to give me revelation for this. But we don't know what we're praying for. Yes. I stopped praying that prayer a long time ago. Yes. You know, this is not for the women. This, this gospel is for men and women who are willing to die. Yes. Their life is sacrificed. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. Amen. And the Lord said he wants to deliver people. This gospel has to be preached because there's still people out there yes. who are still believe who are bound by yes. these teachings. Yes, they are. Yes. And they are they are dying in their sin. Yes. And now there's we see things are happening. The plague are happening. There's gonna be more things happening. And there's people out there who's crying, crying, looking for a way. Yes. They have tried Buddha. Buddha didn't work. They still have the same sickness in their body. They're still afflicted. They're still in pain. And they're yes. looking for a way out. Yes. The Lord said there's people out there who are looking for him. Yes. We, they, they are looking for him. So we have to preach this gospel and reach many out there. Yes, Lord. Yes. The Lord said he wants to deliver the people. Yes. The people are suffering. They're crying. They're looking for him. Yes. They're yes. looking for him. They're looking for a way. And they're crying. And they said, why? Why? If there's reason of God out there, why is this plague? It's happening. What is going on? And so people are crying and saying, that, oh, God, I just got this job. Oh, Lord, I just got, I just got on my feet. I just got my new apartment, I just got a new car, and this yeah. happened. Why? Why now? Now I have to start over. And there's people out there who are crying, people who lost, lose their jobs. People are really in pain. Yes. And they're looking for a way, and they're looking for God. So it's our way, our job to go out there and find these people and bring them yes. to God. Right. But God says, he, God says he hears the cry of the people. He hears the cry of the world. He yeah. hears it, he says. Yeah. He hears it. Yes. But us, we Christians, we're not doing enough. We're not doing enough, the Lord says. We're not doing enough. The people are crying, looking for a way out, they're looking for a God. They say, if there's really a God out there, the God that the people are saying that who does miracles, who does deliverance, where yeah. is he? Yeah. We're looking for him. Where is yeah. he? We haven't yeah. found him. Where is he? Yeah. They're looking yeah. for him. Yeah. The Lord says, oh my God, he wants to deliver his people. Yeah. But his people are under the influence of ignorance and he's, he weep. Just like he cried for Jerusalem, 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 Jerusalem. Oh God. Yes, God. Yes, Lord God. Lord I thank you for your word. Yes. yes. I thank you for your word, Father God. Yes. Yes. And I'm gonna pass the mic back to Apostle King. Yes, Lord Amen. God. Yes, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father, just for those words of encouragement. As you spoke today, speaking to us about the various religions and traditions of men. And the thing that separates us, as she was saying, is that this is a lifestyle. This, these are not just mere beliefs, and this is not just something that you choose to believe, but the proof of the gospel is in how it changes lives. This is the only gospel, only doctrine, that if you believe it and embrace it, it will literally change your life. The book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verse 4, says that the word of God is quick and powerful. 
There is no other religion that uh, can acclaim and, and make this bold statement, such a bold statement, as does the word of God. That the, 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 this word is quick and powerful. The scripture says this word is able to pierce even to the dividing of sunder of soul and spirit, joint and marrow. What other doctrine, what other man-made doctrine uh, can declare and decrees that their doctrine, their sayings, that their philosophies, that their traditions is able to pierce to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joint and marrow. Name them all, line them up and name them all. Search them all out and you will find that the only book, the only doctrine that decrees and declares its, its validity and its power is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the only place that you can go and, and, and find that the word of God declares what it is. And the word needs no, it needs, uh, it, it doesn't need a man to prove it. If you will embrace the gospel, this is the only doctrine that if you by faith will embrace it, receive it, try it. It will prove itself to you because the word is God. The word is Jesus. The scripture tells us that Jesus, as he walked the earth, those three and a half years that he was present here in the earth, some thousands of years ago, when he walked it, when he walked this earth, he said of himself, I am the way. We brought that, we read that scripture today. The book of St. John, that 14th chapter. He said, I am the way. I am the way. Not a way, but the way. And there is a difference because there are many ways that man have found or have felt or have imagined within himself that there are many ways to God. But Jesus stated boldly, I am the the way. I am the way. And not only did he say that I am the way to God, but he said I am the truth of who God is. And he said I am not only the truth, but I am also the light. I am the light. I am the light. I'll bring light into your situation. So we're talking about religions and doctrines and and various things. And But uh, the, the thing that we want to point out about the word of God, about the gospel of Jesus Christ, about the gospel that's been preached and it, that we preach through Christianity, through the uh, foundation uh, that's been built upon the apostles and the prophets. The thing about that separates us from every other religion upon the face of the earth is the fact that there is power in this word. You don't have to prove the word to nobody. If you believe it, it will show itself to you. The woman of God talked about it, talked about the various religions and what they acclaim and what they, what they say that they are. But this is the only doctrine that we hold to that's able of itself to find by through simple faith in this word will absolutely without a doubt change. Your life. I heard you say earlier, prophet, is about how that the other religions, many of the religions, and you named a few, just a very few, but you named a few, namely, uh, and you, I heard you say in in your statement that uh, uh, how that these religions are are, are based upon man's sayings, man's thoughts, and man's idea of what God is and how to get to God. But not one place, if you study any of the religions, will they acclaim or will they attest about the fact of the heart. They deal with a lot of things. And that's what religion does. Religions, a religion uh, makes you look wise, appear to be wise sound wise but the wisdom in it is if you embrace it and if you're living 
What does it do to your heart? Man looks on the outward appearance, but it's God that look at the heart. I heard you say that they don't deal with the heart. Uh, sin is a heart issue. Sin is an issue and, and not just the dotting of the I's or the crossing of the T's or the breaking of the laws of God. But sin is an issue that deals with our heart, our mind, our intellect, our emotions. Uh, the heart is where we get hatred and jealousy and envy and strife. And none of the other religions can attest or claim that by faith in their doctrine, it will change the heart of man. But this is the only one, Christianity. Christ himself said, if you believe on me, the works that I do, you will do them also. He said, if you, by faith in me, changes your life because he deals with the heart. God is the only one that can deal with the heart of man. God is the only one that's really concerned about the heart of man. Because religious teach you how to look right. Teach you how to talk a certain way. It teach you how to dress a certain way. It teach you certain foundational principles and, and, and traditions. But none of those deal with the heart. Where hatred comes from. Where division comes from. Where strife and envy comes from. None of that deal. The dress, you can dress up a crook any day. You can dress up a wolf any day and make a wolf look like a sheep. You can talk a good game. There are many snakes that talk people out of a lot of stuff. Uh, there are a lot of philosophers who's able to, to make you believe a lot of things until you find it out, until you search it out and find out that wasn't even the truth. There are a lot of people that have smooth tongues that can teach you the dialect, what to say and how to say it and put it in the right words and got good grammar and good structure and sentences, but it still does not deal with the heart. Doesn't deal with the heart. The heart, the heart of man, the thoughts. Uh, this is the part of us where our mind, our intellect, and our emotions seated in the heart. Yeah. Nobody and nothing can attest to it. You could religion teaches you and tells you what to do. Tells you what to do. But it does not give you a remedy to how to do it. Tell you what to do. Say, well. If you if you love your neighbor, but what about when your neighbor is not lovable? What about when it's impossible? Uh, when it becomes impossible within the within the within the being of a man or a woman or a person to love their enemies? Religion will tell you what to do, but religion doesn't give you the power. It doesn't deal with the heart and, and change the heart. Christ is the only one that when he spoke, he changed lives. His speech, I heard them in the scriptures say, scripture, one of the scriptures uh, uh, say, uh, when they dealt with Christ and he spoke, that never have we ever heard a man speak like this man. Because this man, out of all the traditions and out of all the fathers and out of all the teachers that we hear, this man speaks with authority, authority, authority that God gives us, the children of God. But none of the other religions can claim that by faith in their words and faith in their traditions can change the heart of individuals. So here we're looking at today and examining the power of the word. The word of God. Uh, the scripture says here in St. John said the word of God is meat indeed. It says the word of God is milk indeed. So the word of God. Well by the word of God are we saved. Which means rescued. It's the word of God. The only thing that can bring you out of a situation you are in is the word of God. Not the philosophy of a man. Not the tradition of the father of our forefathers. That tells you what to do and how you ought to do it. And why you ought to do it. But give, them, give, them, give you the power to do it. 
none of them offers any remedy. Only the gospel of Jesus Christ. Only faith in this gospel changes our lives. The scripture says in the book of Genesis chapter there, the, uh, the book of Genesis there where we went earlier, I believe, Three and six was it? Yeah, six and five. Six and five. The sixth chapter, the fifth verse, talks here about the imagination of man when the Lord, after he had created us, after the fall in the garden there with Adam and Eve, after the fall, the Bible says here, looking into that sixth chapter, verse five, it says that, the imagination of man was wicked continually, daily. It was evil and it was wicked. This, this, these are the kind of things that come up out of the heart. They knew the right way. Maybe have even heard the right way. But how to perform that which is right. That's a different story. This is the power of this gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ, this gospel of Christianity that we are preaching today, that we're teaching about, that we're talking about right now. Every imagination, the scripture says, of man was evil and wicked in the sight of God. Every imagination. Anytime you cut God out of a thing and you and you rely on your on your faculties, your thoughts and your opinion, when you cut God out of it. When you cut the word of God out of it, then you, you're left to yourself. Who can say that what you think or what you feel is right or wrong? Because in, in, in man's eye, uh, what could be evil could, could look very well right. But when God is in it, he's the only one that can tell you, that can show you and teach you what righteousness truly is. That's what Christianity does. That's what Jesus did. Woman of God, I heard you talk about how that when he lived here, he had no sin. He did no sin. Uh, he was the righteousness. And he was the righteousness of God before men. They questioned him. They examined him and tried to find fault with him. But no fault could they find. Because not only did he tell them what to do and tell them how to do it, by faith in what he was saying, but when he spoke, his very words affected their heart. Yes. And it brought repentance. Yes. Repentance is not to say I'm sorry. Repentance is not just mere words spoken. I'm sorry, but repentance is turning. Yes. Every person that Jesus spoke to and dealt with about their heart, they turned from where they were to, some, to go to a, a different place in life. Yeah. The woman at the well, he dealt with her. When he dealt with her issues and the issues she had with being promiscuous and in and out of marriages, having have had already five husbands and the one that she was with, it was not even hers. That one was not even hers. But he dealt with her issue. Those issues was issues in her heart. She didn't know how to stop sinning. She did not know how to stay committed in a marriage, but she had many marriages and she would have continued until he met her there at the well and began to deal with her heart. He began to deal with her heart and when he dealt with her heart, it convinced and convicted her heart that she was in error. God don't change you. No one else can. That's right. Mama can talk all day. day. Father can talk all day. Preacher can preach every time the door is open and you sit under it. But until the power of the word and the power of his spirit brings you to conviction, which happens in your heart, you will not change. You will not change. Must be a conviction, must be a, a, a conviction that comes to the heart, not just to your head. You can know what's right and still do it. Because yeah. you have the can't help it. Yeah. Uh, the, the desire, the pleasure, the gratification of the flesh 
becomes more powerful in your life than what you know to do that's right. Oh, but when the word of God is received, the Holy Spirit brings conviction to that heart. Ah, that's what we're talking about today. The power of this gospel. The power of this word versus tradition versus religions versus the doctrines of man versus the opinions of men versus what we think and how we feel, how we look at it. I've heard many people who have tried to separate the word from God. Listen, I say again, if you understand the scriptures and what Jesus says, I am the truth, not a truth. I am the truth. Read it there. I'm the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the truth. You want truth? You're searching. I heard you say in this hour that we are living in, people are searching for answers. People are hurting and they are. Loss of job, loss of security, loss of stability, some losing houses, loss of many things that have been pulled and snatched, lives turned upside down, even death, loss of lives, even those that have lost their loved ones. Many have lost loved ones in the midst of this pandemic. And people are looking for answers. People are looking for truths. And we offer the truth through this gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, through Jesus. Now, uh, you say, well, what makes you think, what, make, what makes you think that you got it? That's the one. Well, try it. Try it. You, you tried everything else. You tried the, the witness's way. You've tried Buddha's way. You've tried uh, uh, Christian's way. You've tried it. The Muslim way. You've tried it. Oh, you tried that. Uh, you, you, you've tried it. You've tried a lot of things. You've tried the atheist way. I don't believe there is no God. You, you've tried a lot of ways. Yes, but where are you still searching? Still looking. Still trying to figure. Got your own philosophy. How's that working for you? How's that working for you? Got your own answer. How, how that working for you? How that panning out? Uh, is it prospering you? Or is it lifting you? Or are you secure? If you die today, can do you have an assurance? Where is your security? Well, you ask me if you die today. Or if I die today because of my faith in God and in his son, Christ Jesus. And where I hold, my hope is built, not in my philosophy, not in the traditions of my forefathers, but in the word of God. The only word that I have discovered upon the face of this earth that is able to decree what it is. And I've tried it. Hopeless and helpless. Dark hours in my life like many of you. And when I tried it, it changed my life by changing my heart. Yeah. Uh, yes, people try to separate. Oh, that's the Bible. That's the word, but where is God? Well, God is the word. I say again, Jesus said, I am the truth. You're looking for truth? I'm it. Look no further. I have arrived. I'm here. Oh, the thing that, 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 that has people yet in bondage is the fact that they can choose not to believe. Ah, the days of old when Jesus walked and came to his own, which was the house of Israel, Jerusalem, the city there at Jerusalem, full of his brethren, full of his kindred, full of his own, the Jewish sect of people. He came to them yes. first. His own did not receive him. People are still not receiving Jesus, whether you be Jew or Gentile. That's your choice. They're still not receiving Jesus. Well, how they working for you? Tell me how they're working for you. Your, your choice of, of not believing. How is that working for you? Oh, you say, well, I, I have plenty. I'm full and I have no need of nothing. 
this pandemic is not affecting me. Or maybe it has affected you today. But just keep on living. There God has a way of proving himself to you. And I hear some of you shaking your fists right now and saying, prove yourself, God. I tell you what God's going to do just that. If he hasn't already gotten your attention, he will. Oh, yes, he will. You can't, I'm going back to, to, to my, the point that I'm trying to make here is that you cannot, hear me today, you cannot separate the scripture from God. The scripture is God. Written. Well, it was written by men. So was the light bulb made by man. But you still use it and you still believe that it exists. And you try and you found out that it's for real. You cannot explain the electronics of how it's put together. But it works for you, don't it? Same way with this gospel. Same way with this word. It will work for you. God will prove himself. These scriptures prove themselves to you if you embrace it. If you look into it, if you receive it. The word of God doesn't need a man to prove anything. To prove its validity. Don't need them. God don't need a man to prove his word. Doesn't need a man to prove him. You can't prove God to people. Because he's an invisible God. Very much alive. Very much well. Very much active. Uh, to the atheists. To those that say that there is no God. I don't believe that. Yes. There's a whole lot of things that you cannot explain. Even with your ability to have the knowledge of the mechanics of how it works. You cannot explain it. It works simply because it's based upon principles that really come out of the word of God. As one of God said earlier, many how many traditions take sayings from the word and dress itself up. But if it, if it's, but if it eliminates Jesus, if it eliminates Jesus, the way out and the way to God, if it eliminates Jesus, then or what you're standing on is just a bunch of words, just a bunch of traditions, just a bunch of uh, 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 principles, but principles that are not based upon truth. You can only get that through Jesus. You can only get that through God. So again, we we are taking the time today to say there's, been, there's much that's going on. But in this dark hour, Jesus is the answer. Yes. God is the answer. Jesus is the answer. He is the answer. Don't believe it? Try it. Don't believe it? Try it. Try it. Believe it. Somebody said, well, you tell you what you do. You, you, you prove it and I'll and I'll try it. He said, no, you believe it. And I'll prove And belief proves it. See, you want it the other way around. You prove it first, and then I'll, 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 and I'll be convinced. He said, no, you believe it first, and then you will be convinced. True faith, faith in his word will show you who really has the truth, who holds the truth, who holds the truth. So you cannot separate God from his word. Yes, these scriptures were written by men. But the scripture here, the Bible, this same Bible, tell you that the reason why man was able to write these scriptures because they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Amen. They were moved to write. And what they wrote is when they were moved by God through the Spirit of God, they, he moved upon them and they wrote what he told them to write. Amen. And the proof that it is true, and this is the only way, is, is if you try it, it works. Amen. Try it. It works. Amen. Try it. It works. Yes. Try it. It works. Yes. It works. Good works alone. Good works alone is not enough. No, not. Morals enough. Morals alone, they are not enough. It must be faith in this gospel. This faith in this gospel is what will separate you from falsehood Amen. and truth. Faith in this word. 
Jesus said, if any man come unto me, I will in no wise, in no way, will I turn him away. Amen. But he says, you must come this way. Come believing. Amen. It's no different today than it was in the day that he walked this earth. Things are, you've got different, uh, we're in a different hour, different era of time. But basically, people are the same. Just like there were unbelievers then, there are unbelievers now. That's the reason why people take up religion, because they decide, I don't want to believe God. I don't want to trust in a God that I can't see. It's nothing new. That's what Israel did when they got Saul, the first king, over them. They didn't want an invisible God. They didn't want the scriptures to lead and guide their lives. So they chose a man. And the scripture says in the book of Jeremiah, Curses every man that that leads to the arm of flesh. That put their trust and their hope in flesh looking for answers. There is no one man but Jesus. There is only one propitiation. That's Jesus. We will boldly declare what Paul and the other apostles declared down through the ages. I heard the scripture today as we read it says, if anyone come to you teaching any other doctrine other than that that we have given unto you, don't receive them. Don't receive them. Don't receive them. You, the choice is yours. Choose Jesus. Why should I? Because you're playing a game. A dangerous game you're gambling with your life, with your soul. How so? Because if you choose not to believe Jesus and accept him as your Lord, your Savior, your perpetuation, your way out, the way to God, the way to get into heaven. If you choose not to believe that, it is no different from someone with a loaded gun playing Russian roulette. Would it not be a wiser thing to believe this gospel, to receive this gospel, to try this gospel, yes. to embrace this gospel, and find out that it's true, than choosing to not embrace it at all, choosing to walk away, choosing to close your eyes and close your ears and turn a deaf ear and harden your heart, only to find out that when you leave this earth and you will leave, Yes, you will leave. Mm -hmm. Don't let nobody fool you. The scripture says that it was appointed unto man. Once. Once. To die. After you've lived, there come a day. There, the death. You're going to leave here one day. How you leave. It would be much to your advantage, our advantage, if we choose to believe this gospel and leave believing. Finding out that everything that we believe is true than to leave foolishly, turning deaf ears and hardening our hearts, saying that none of this is true and I choose not to embrace it and I won't embrace it. The choice is yours. But to die that way and only to find out that everything that the Christians said pertaining to Jesus and to God is truth and it's too late. What a game, what a gamble that you choose when you choose not to believe. When you choose not to believe. I refuse to believe God. I refuse to believe in his son Jesus. I refuse to believe in Christianity. I would choose my own faith. I would choose my own religion. Like I said, religion makes you look good, makes you sound very smart, very intelligent, give you a whole lot of morals, talk about a lot of good things that make you look good in the sight of man. But God said, I'm not impressed because man is looking at your outward appearance and what you're doing. He said, but I'm looking at your heart, all the giving you're doing. All of the giving you're doing, all of the good deeds that you're doing, your good deeds are not enough. That's what he says. He says, because I check your heart. So, well, how can you do good deeds if you don't have a good heart? 
Well, everybody can do good in one time or another. There's advantages. You may be looking for an advantage. There's some people that give because they, they won't, you know, they know it's coming back. There's some people that, uh, you know, that do things for people because they're looking for the opportunity to later on cash in. So there are many reasons why men do things. Some do it for a big names. Some do it to be recognized. Some do it because it makes them feel good about themselves. While they're doing good on one side, they're doing evil on another. Uh, bottom line, the gospel today is presented that Jesus is the way. There are many religions, there are many sayings, there are many traditions, but Jesus is the way. We come and offering this gospel, this truth today that separates us from religions. Christianity is not religion, it is a way of life. It is a way of life, life that you live because your heart has been changed and is continu continually. The thing that God does is that he don't just change our heart once. He continually, 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 day by day, moment by moment, he keeps on working on us. We keep our eyes on the word and the power of this word continually changes us. It continually critiques us. It continually gets us in line and puts us in order. That is the difference between the word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and traditions and religion. Yes. I say again, religion will make you look good, make you sound like you're awful wise, but it will not deal with your heart. That's right. It does not deal with the issues of the heart. So today, we encourage you in this dark hour to look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of faith. Look to Jesus. Turn to him. Try him. Trust him. Trust, put your trust in Jesus. And watch him show himself. Watch him manifest himself. Make, watch him make himself known right. unto you. Yes. Personal relationship versus the traditions of men, the philosophies of mankind. Yes, relationship, which is far weightier than the traditions, than the philosophies of mankind. Choose Jesus. In this hour, truth is found in him. Help is found in him. Healing is found in him. Comfort is found in him. Deliverance is found in him. So how do you know all of that? Because page upon page and lives upon lives is evidence and witness that when God changed your heart, you become a changed person. Yes, yes, yes. Tried many things, hundreds and thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of witnesses that faith in Jesus does change your life. Embracing him as your Lord, submitting your life to him as Savior and Lord changes your life. Can change you. Bring you out of bondage. Give you hope when you are hopeless. Help when you're helpless. Strength where you're weak. Healing where you are broken physically and mentally and emotionally. Who other, what other claims can religions offer? None of them offer any of this. None of them offers healing and deliverance and salvation and peace. None of them offer it. None of them can guarantee you. None of them. But Jesus does. Man of God, woman of God, those of you that are listening right now, right now that are listening, my prayer is for you. For those that are hurting in this hour, those that need answers, those that are don't know what to do, back is against the wall, need help, need hope, need deliverance, need a way out, need comfort, need instructions my prayer and our prayer today is for you we pray to God 
our maker, our creator. In the name of his Savior, his Son, our Savior, the Lord Jesus. Said in his word. Why do you pray like that, Christian? Why? Because he said in his word, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, if you ask anything according to my will, in the name of my son Jesus, God said, I will give it to you. Trust him. Put your trust in God today. Put your trust in his son Jesus. And watch God turn things around for you. Watch him pick you up where you are down. Watch him open doors for you that's closed in your face and make ways and work miracles. Who else promises miracles being wrought in your life? Who else has told you that they would give you a miracle of healing, help, strength? Who else has proclaimed that? Nobody but Jesus. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for these today. Our prayer is that you will grab a hold to the hearts and the men and the minds of those that are listening to this broadcast today. As the word of God has been ministered and have been read today to every listener, proof is in their trust or their faith in your word. The proof that man is looking for, that woman is looking for, is in trying, trusting believing in your word. As your hand is stretched out and your arms are wide open and you are knocking at the hearts of these that are listening today, move mightily by your spirit. Let your convicting power by your spirit convict the hearts of men and women, those that really need to repent. Repentance means to turn, Lord. Teach them how to turn. Teach them how to walk away. Teach them how to confess that they have gone the wrong way and teach them how to turn. Put people in their paths that can teach them the word of God, that can show them the word of God. This we ask in the name of our Lord Jesus. Save, deliver, and set free. Heal. Give light in the midst of darkness, hope, and hopeless situations. All of these things we ask you, Father God, in the name of our Lord Jesus. We pray and we give you thanks right now because we believe that every time we open our mouth and we pray, we believe your word. You said that your eyes are upon us and that your ears are open to our cries. We believe that today. And because we believe it, we trust the answer and the answers, they are on the way. We thank you now and we wait for the manifestation of every promise, of every petition that we have asked you. We wait. We wait in hope. And we thank you because we know that you have heard us today. And it shall come to pass. God bless you today. God keep you. The blessings of God be upon you. Until we are blessed to meet again. Even on Thursday during our day service. We are encouraging you to join us. Thank you, Prophetess uh, Wildeth. Who have ministered the word today to us. Have given unto us the answers in this dark hour. Thank you for coming and sharing and obeying God and letting God use you to minister life to these individuals today. God bless you.